This is the Do It Scared podcast with Ruth Sukup, episode number 49. In today's episode, we are going to talk about one of the most important skills you can ever learn, how to embrace your mistakes as lessons instead of running from them. Welcome to the Do It Scared podcast. I'm your host, Ruth Sukup, and each week on the show, we will talk about how to face your fears, overcome obstacles, and most importantly, how to take action and create a life you love. Today's episode is brought to you by Elite Blog Academy 4.0. EBA is the comprehensive online course designed to help you create a successful, profitable, and most importantly, sustainable online business. Since 2014, we have helped nearly 10,000 students create some pretty incredible results. And if this is the year that you're finally ready to start an online business of your own, then we would love to have you join us. Doors only open to the public once a year, but you can get more info and join our waiting list at EliteBlogAcademy.com. Hey there, and welcome back to the Do It Scared podcast. As always, my name is Ruth Sukup, and I am the founder of Living Well, Spending Less and the Living Well Planner, as well as the founder of Elite Blog Academy and the New York Times bestselling author of five very soon-to-be-six books. And whether you are new and just finding me through this podcast for the very first time, or whether you've known me for a while, either from Living Well, Spending Less or Elite Blog Academy, welcome. My hope is that this is a place where you will find new inspiration and motivation to move past the things that are holding you back so that you can create a life you love. In today's episode, we are going to chat about a topic that I know is a source of fear for so many people, and that is making a mistake. In fact, in the course of the research for my upcoming book, we surveyed more than 4,000 people and discovered that this exact fear, the fear of making a mistake, is the most common thing that holds people back, keeps them stuck, and prevents them from pursuing their biggest goals and dreams. So, It's a big deal, this fear of making a mistake. But what we are going to talk about today is how to stop running from those mistakes and how to reframe the way we look at mistakes in our own life. Because the truth, the truth is that there are no mistakes in life, only lessons. And the sooner that you can embrace that truth, the sooner you will be set free to really start pursuing your goals and dreams wholeheartedly, knowing that Some things won't work out and some things will be an abject failure and that's okay. It's all part of the process. Because the real danger in life happens when you're not making mistakes on a regular basis, when you are playing it so safe and staying so far inside your comfort zone that you never take any risks. That is a very limited existence and it's exactly what's keeping you stuck. And ultimately, that's exactly what this podcast is all about. It's about having the courage to step outside our comfort zone, to set big goals, and then dare go after them in order to get unstuck and create a life we love. Because in the end, courage doesn't mean we're never afraid. Instead, courage is being scared but taking action anyway, despite our fear. It's putting one foot in front of the other, even when we're not quite sure where the path is going to lead us. 
All right, guys. So as always, one more quick thing before we dive into all the practical application of today's episode. As usual, I've got a great little download that you can grab that's going to outline all of the practical strategies I'll be sharing with you today. You can get it along with our show notes by visiting doitscare.com slash episode 49. Once again, to get the show notes and the corresponding download for this episode, simply visit doitscare.com slash episode 49. And then while I'm handing out instructions, the other thing I want to make sure I do is invite you to follow me on Instagram. It's the place where I share daily thoughts and inspiration, and it is the one social media account that I manage personally, which means it is also the best place to message me directly with your feedback, comments, and questions. You can find me there at at Ruth Sukup. That's R-U-T-H-S-O-U-K-U-P. And with that out of the way, let's dive in. So if you want to know the truth, I will tell you that sometimes I feel like my entire life has been nothing but a series of wrong turns. I dropped out of high school to become an exchange student in Holland, mostly just because I couldn't stand the thought of living at home one more year. Things were pretty rough with my mom, and high school was, well, it was high school. And the problem was that no one from my small town school had ever been an exchange student before. And so they absolutely refused to participate in the process. They wanted nothing to do with me, nothing to do with me becoming an exchange student. And they also refused to accept any credits or to issue me a diploma. But then through some crazy oversight, despite having never graduated from high school, I somehow got accepted to college because I applied while I was still in high school. And then once I got accepted, no one ever thought to check whether I had actually ever received a degree. And I guess that would have been pretty awesome, but then I dropped out of college too. I got married at age 20 to a guy that I liked okay, but I knew I didn't love, and after a couple of really hard years, ended up divorced at 22. I then went completely off the deep end, attempted suicide multiple times, and spent more than two years in and out of psychiatric hospitals, after which I found myself completely broke and deeply in debt with very few options except to file for bankruptcy. But lest you think I turned it all around then, uh, no, not quite. My string of bad decisions in life was not over at that point, not by a long shot. You see, newly single, I fell for one guy very hard who strung me along for nine very painful months, never wanting to fully commit, but then never wanting to fully let me go either. You've probably had a boyfriend like that before. And then after we finally broke up for good, I rebounded with another guy who, although was such a sweet talker, ended up being the slimiest of sleazebags you could ever imagine. A fact I only discovered when he made me leave the restaurant we were at through the back door so that he wouldn't get busted when his real girlfriend showed up. It was completely humiliating. I finally pulled my life together, finished college, and then worked my butt off to take the GMAT and the LSAT so that I could get accepted to a top 20 school, a dual degree JD MBA program at Washington University in St. Louis. 
And then I uprooted my entire life, moved cross country, and bought a fixer-upper house to live in, only to end up dropping out of the program eight months later. Ah, but that was not the end of all my failures. A few years later, I accepted the job as the director of a failing day spa, one that was literally gushing money and losing $50,000 a month when I took it over, with the delusional idea that I could somehow turn it around. I then spent almost two years pouring every ounce of my blood, sweat, and tears into fixing it, only to have it fail anyway. I spent way too much money at Target, so much that my husband and I were constantly fighting about money and my spending habits. And truth be told, I wasn't even sure if we were going to make it. And well, I'd like to pretend that all of these mistakes that I've made are far in the past and that since starting my new business, the one I have now, I've somehow managed to get life all figured out. The truth is that I continue to make boneheaded moves almost every single day. I've invested my time and money into projects that have failed. I've trusted the wrong people and made more bad hires than I could possibly count. I've looked for other people to give me the answers or to show me the way only to discover that those people don't have any idea what they're doing either. I've made some really bad calls, decisions that in hindsight, I wish, I wish I could go back and change. When I look back, I can see All too clearly that much of my life has been a series of bad moves, wrong turns, and major screw-ups. And yet, what I've realized along the way is that there are no mistakes, only lessons. Every wrong turn has somehow led me to where I am right now. Every misstep has led to what eventually became the right step. Because as it turns out, My year as an exchange student in Holland was one of the very best years of my entire life. It expanded my entire worldview, which up to that point had been pretty small. I got to travel across Europe, experience independence, and I became fluent in Dutch. And while I never graduated from high school, I was able to test out of four language classes in college and receive 16 college credits instead. My first marriage, while an abject failure in almost every way, taught me a lot about what I didn't want marriage to be. In hindsight, I accepted the responsibility for how I had failed myself, my husband, and his family, and I came to terms with my own lack of humility and the things that I would have to do differently in the future. I knew that if I were to ever marry again, it would be for the right reasons to the right guy, and it would be for life. Filing for bankruptcy was so humiliating that I vowed I would never again get trapped in a financial situation that left me with few options. I realized that the only way to fully control my own destiny was to earn enough money to have choices. My time spent battling depression taught me a whole lot about people and about myself, but most importantly, that no matter how bad things get, there is always a way out. And once you've hit rock bottom, there is no place to go but up. Even my single life dating tragedies had a silver lining. Had I not been so distraught over having my heart broken, I would not have fallen for the sleaze bag who said all the right things. But had I not met Sleazy, I would have never met his roommate, Chuck, who, as fate would have it, turned out to be the one. 
One dog, two kids, six cross-country moves, 15 years and 17 addresses later, we're still going strong. Dropping out of law school and giving up the only really, really, really big goal I had ever had up to that point was probably the scariest thing I've ever done. It was also the most liberating. It taught me that no matter what, I always had a choice, which I think was a life lesson I had resisted until that moment. It took me a long time to figure out what I really wanted to do with my life, but I never regretted walking away from law school. Running that day spot was a crash course in running a business, and when I look back, I can see that the lessons I learned while in that position have continued to pay dividends again and again in the business I now run. I learned how to lead a large team, how to navigate a variety of personalities and styles. I learned how to manage profits and losses, how to be a better marketer, how to sell, how to network, and what it means to provide exceptional customer service. My target habit and the need to find a new hobby that wasn't going to target was ultimately what led me to start writing a blog called Living While Spending Less, a hobby that eventually blossomed into a full-fledged business. And every day in that business, I continue to to discover that the very best lessons always come directly from my biggest mistakes. Learning what not to do and what doesn't work helps me figure out what does work. Because in the end, I really do believe that there are no mistakes in life, only lessons. Of course, it is one thing to believe that in theory or even to be able to look back at the past and see how many mistakes have shaped you or helped make you better in some ways or where your wrong turns have led to the right path eventually. But it's not always easy to see it in the moment. And the fear of making a mistake is still something that more often than not holds us back and prevents us from taking action in life. We get paralyzed with the fear of screwing up and so we don't do anything at all. So how do you lean into it? How do you lean into the idea and the belief that it's okay to screw up sometimes? How do you convince yourself to approach every opportunity as a chance to learn and grow rather than be worried about messing up? In all honesty, I think it's something that you have to really work at all the time and something that you need to remind yourself of constantly. But there are also a few very concrete steps that you can take in order to embrace this attitude in your life. The first step is to reframe your perception. What would it mean in your life to stop being afraid of making a mistake? Have you ever thought about that? What would it look like to reframe every experience you've ever had as an opportunity to learn something instead of a chance to mess up? What if you could actually convince yourself and really, truly believe in your heart of hearts that there is no such thing as a mistake? How freeing would that be? The thing is, in life and in business, it is really easy to wish for a smooth ride. Wouldn't it be nice if things always went our way, if we always got everything we wanted, if life was nothing but sunshine and roses and unicorns? all the time, and if everything we touch turned to gold. I think deep down, we all know that's not the way it works. But here's something we might not realize. Wishing for a smooth ride is actually counterproductive. Because those bumps in the road, 
Those bumps are where we learn all the good stuff. Whether we're talking about life in general or business specifically, I guarantee that you will always learn the most from the mistakes that you make. Within every mistake or misstep you make, there is a golden opportunity to grow and to learn and to get better. Now, does that mean that it's fun to make mistakes or to have things go wrong? Nope, absolutely not. And obviously, the goal is to have things go right. But I don't want the fear of failure to be what holds you back from going for it or from trying new things. Because mistakes and failures are just a different kind of win. And that's great news, actually, because that means that even when you lose, you win. Think about it. When you make the conscious choice to stop worrying about all the ways you might possibly screw up and instead only focus on what you can learn from the experience, you are giving yourself the power and the permission to simply try, regardless of what the outcome will be. It takes away all the pressure to get it exactly right the first time and instead lets you fully enjoy the journey. And so the first step in learning how to stop fearing mistakes is to simply reframe the way that you think about them. Reframe your perception to believe that mistakes are a different kind of win. The second step in this process then is to understand that you're in good company because everyone makes mistakes. Have you ever noticed that for some people, everything just seems to go right all the time? It's annoying, isn't it? It's almost like they were born under some sort of lucky star and no matter what they're doing, everything just always seems to fall into place. And I'm pretty sure right at this very moment, every single one of us, if we closed our eyes, could visualize someone in our life who fits that description perfectly. That golden girl or boy, maybe a friend or a coworker or a family member or a neighbor down the street, or perhaps someone we don't even know personally, but we've been following online. It's the friend who lives in a gorgeous house, wears designer clothes, drives a brand new Escalade, and whose beautiful children look like they belong in a magazine. She's always totally put together. She bakes organic, gluten-free, homemade granola bars for the soccer team and never seems to have a care in the world. Or maybe it's the colleague at work who's always making you look bad because they're so capable and so on top of it. They're at the top of the sales leaderboard. They've been promoted three times already this year. They're tall and good looking and everybody loves them. But not you. You secretly hate that person. Or maybe it's the well-known influencer that you've been following for a while and you've been trying to emulate and learn from, but you feel like you'll never actually catch up. Because it feels like that person has had so many opportunities that you'll never have. They're always in the right place at the right time, ahead of the curve, and has these amazing connections that you'll never be a part of. How are you supposed to possibly compete with that? And whether we want to admit it or not, there's a part of us that gets really, really jealous. And we think, why can't things be that easy for us? How did they get so lucky? And from where we stand, on the outside looking in, it's easy to assume that all these successful people we see around us have always had it easy, that everything they want in life has essentially been handed to them on a silver platter, that they've never had to struggle, that everything just always works out, and that they have rarely, if ever, had to worry about making a mistake. 
that they just magically know what their next step should be and always know right when to take it. But you guys, life doesn't actually work that way, not for anyone and especially not for truly successful people. Because anyone who has ever done something great or meaningful, something important or significant or noteworthy, anyone who has any done anything worth being proud of in their life has also made a mistake or two or 20 or 50 along the way. It comes with the territory. Mistakes are just the proof that you're trying. I actually get so excited every time I listen to an interview of a really successful person and they start sharing about their mistakes and all the ways that they've screwed up along the way. Because it makes you realize the truth. You're in good company. In fact, if you're not making mistakes, you should be worried because it means you're not putting yourself out there. And so while it is essential to reframe your perception and change the way that you view mistakes, it is also just as important to know that no matter how badly you screw up, you will always be in really good company because behind every success story is a long list of mistakes. And so that's step two. But it's step three that is the most important one of all. And that is to know in your heart of hearts, that there is actually a fate worse than failure. Because the thing is, it's easy to convince ourselves that making a mistake is the most terrible thing that could ever happen. We avoid taking risks or stepping outside our comfort zone, and we don't go after those big goals and dreams because we can't imagine what could possibly be more devastating to us than failure. We believe that screwing up is the worst case scenario. But that's not true. There is a fate worse than failure, far worse, a consequence of not trying that will ultimately haunt us far longer than the repercussions of making a mistake or the fallout from trying and failing. It's the pain of regret. When I look at my life so far, despite the many, many, many many mistakes I've made, I don't actually have that many regrets. Don't get me wrong here. There are lots of experiences that I probably wouldn't want to repeat and a lot of mistakes that I'm really not all that proud of, but I'm not sorry that they happened. Even financial mistakes, times I've taken a chance and lost money, don't really bother me all that much. For instance, several years ago, when oil prices were at a historic high, my husband Chuck and I had an opportunity to invest in drilling for a new oil well. It definitely wasn't a sure thing, and it meant taking a pretty big financial risk, but it also offered a pretty big potential return. We talked about it at length, we weighed the pros and cons, and ultimately, we decided to go for it. Unfortunately, the drilling was a total bust. We didn't strike oil or natural gas or anything at all, for that matter, besides a whole lot of rock. We lost our entire investment, which wasn't ideal, but it also wasn't the end of the world. We survived the blow and life went on just as before. We never regretted taking that risk. But there is one chance that I didn't take that I wish we would have. 
You see, a couple of years ago, my husband Chuck and I found this historic log cabin for sale in rural eastern Tennessee, just a few miles away from my dear friend Edie. It had incredible potential, a 13-foot wide stone fireplace, great bones, and so, so much character. It also needed a ton of work from a new roof to new plumbing and electrical to a whole new kitchen, bathrooms, and septic system, just to name a few. We had a contractor come in and he estimated that we were looking at a minimum of $150,000 in repairs right out the gate just to make it livable. And it wasn't totally that we didn't have the money to invest. We did, but we worried a lot about resale value and spending more than the property would ultimately ever be worth. And so although we really, really, really loved it, we walked away. And can I just tell you that four years later, it still pains me. Four years later, we still go and look on Zillow almost every weekend to see if it might be for sale again. And we keep looking for something else. We've been looking for four years and so far, no luck. Maybe someday, but not today. That's the pain of regret. And after surveying more than 4,000 people for my upcoming book, Do It Scared, the one thing that has stood out to me more than anything else is the unrelenting pain of regret. The couple who chose abortion because they were afraid they wouldn't be good parents. The mom who gave up her dream of going back to school. The dad afraid to give up his steady paycheck to go after that dream job. The real estate agent missing out on clients because she was afraid of being too pushy. In fact, after reading story after story after story of people who let fear hold them back, I am completely convinced that there is nothing quite as devastating as having to live with the long-term consequences of wishing you could go back and try again. Because while the fear of failure is very real, It is clear that the temporary pain of making a mistake is nothing close to the lingering and haunting feeling that you could have done or been something more. Mistakes only hurt for a little while, but regret will follow you for the rest of your life. Screw-ups are never fun to think about. And whether we want to admit it or not, For most of us, the fear of making a mistake is one of the biggest things that holds us back from pursuing our big goals and dreams in life. We don't want to get it wrong, and so we do nothing. In fact, as part of that same study that I mentioned a few minutes ago, my team and I discovered that this fear, the fear of making a mistake, is the most common fear of all out of the seven fear archetypes that we identified. I'll be sharing more about these archetypes in an upcoming episode, but in the meantime, it is so important to know that this is a very real fear that affects a huge majority of the population. But we don't have to let the fear of making a mistake control us. There are a few simple but concrete steps that we can take to start embracing our mistakes as valuable lessons instead of unrecoverable catastrophes. The first step is to reframe our perception. We need to remind ourselves again and again that there are no mistakes, only lessons, and we need to start looking at mistakes as a good thing, an opportunity to learn and grow rather than as a source of shame. The second step is to know that you're in good company. Mistakes don't make you a loser. They make you a person who is trying. 
all the most successful people on the planet are people who have made and continue to make major mistakes. Be one of those people. The third step is to believe that there is a fate worse than failure, and that is the pain of regret. Because while the pain of making a mistake may sting for a little while, the pain of regret can haunt you for the rest of your life. Okay, guys, so don't forget that if you would like the worksheet that goes along with this episode that will walk you through the steps I shared and also include links to any of the resources that I talked about today, you can get it along with our show notes at dowitscare.com slash episode 49. Once again, that's dowitscare.com slash episode 49. And then before we go, I just want to say, as always, that I love hearing from you. So if you have any questions about what we talked about today, any feedback that you'd like to give me, any other topics that you would like to see addressed on the Do It Scared podcast or guests you would like to see interviewed, please feel free to reach out either via email or just by messaging me on Instagram. And that about does it for this episode of the Do It Scared with Ruth Sukup podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. And if you liked what you heard, you can leave a review on iTunes or better yet, share this episode on your Insta story and tag me just to let me know. If I repost your story, we'll send you a Do It Scared t-shirt just for fun. And then be sure to subscribe either on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you like to listen to be notified of new episodes. And speaking of upcoming episodes, be sure to join me next week as we chat with a person I have long admired so much, both as a person and as a business owner, New York Times bestselling author and high performance business mentor, Michael Hyatt, about what it means to be free to focus and how to win at both home and at work. Guys, this one is such a powerful interview and I can't wait to share it with you. So I will catch you then.